Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hey, hey, welcome, welcome to the Calm You podcast. I hope you're doing well today. I have a wonderful guest today. I'm talking to Stuart Sanderman, who is the founder of BreathPod. He's a breathwork guide and a coach. And we talk all about the fascinating topic of breathwork. He shares really beautifully and with such clarity about how breathing affects our nervous system, how we can use breath to get ourselves out of fight or flight and into rest and digest. We talk about how so many of us are actually breathing incorrectly in ways that aren't serving us. And he he shares a really simple breathing exercise that you can follow along and do. And I find it really effective to do it with him on the podcast. He also shares a beautiful reframe for something that he's struggling with at the moment and just shares how he's shifted his perspective on that whole topic and how he's turned it into something that can be a positive impact on his life. So as always, I want to invite you to visit my website to find out more. You can find the show notes. You can watch the video of us chatting. Come and find me at karma-u.com. I've also got a free anxiety toolkit that you can download there to support you in becoming your karma self. So let's get into the interview with Stuart Sanderman. Okay, so welcome, Stuart. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Um, I have got a little bit of a back injury, which is making me um, feel a little bit uncomfortable sitting down. But apart from that, I'm feeling pretty good. So uh, mm. it's a pleasure to be here and join you on, on today's session. Great. Yeah. So can you share a bit about your story and what you do and how you got to where you are today? Yes. Yeah, so... I am a founder of a company called BreathPod and uh, I have a show on Radio 1, on BBC Radio 1, called The Decompression Sessions. Um, so predominantly what I do is, is I teach all walks of life um, ways to breathe differently, to change the way we feel, think, act, operate and, and perform. So really using our breath as a tool and our mind as well, but predominantly breath and breath work and breathing um, to make positive shifts and changes in people's lives. 
So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I launched BreathPod. It wasn't anything I'd really planned uh, out. It was actually something that just helped me remarkably um, when I went through quite a rough time. I, I went through a sort of grieving process when I lost my girlfriend to cancer. And it was breathing that, lo and behold, I never thought anything about breathing before that point. Um, but it was breathing that really helped and supported me. And, and the more I uncovered um, through my own practice, the more I wanted to explore and the more I wanted to learn and then the more I wanted to share it. So that's where BreathPod is kind of launched from. Yeah, and from the looks of your website, you, you've worked with some incredible companies like Google, and obviously the Radio One show. Um, so it looks like you're doing incredible work. And it's interesting you say that I don't think we, most of us take breathing for granted, don't we? We just, we don't think about it. We don't pay any attention to it or really recognise that it could be a tool um, <clears throat> in the in the kind of deep way that you do it. How did you first discover breath work? Did you, how did you, how did you stumble upon it or how did you find it? Yeah, to, to be honest, I was one of those people that never paid attention to it. Uh, there was aspects of my life where you need to catch your breath when you're doing exercise or, or moments when you think, oh, my breathing is uh, um, different things when you, you do notice your breathing. But day to day, I hadn't really thought about it and I didn't ever comprehend uh, the power it would have to help heal um, in, a, in every sense of that word. Um, and I, as I shared, I, I came to breath or breath work through grief. My girlfriend had terminal cancer and, and uh, we explored lots of different treatments and alternatives during that time. I didn't find breathing and I'm not sure I would have listened if somebody said just breathe. I probably would have rolled my eyes or maybe stuck my fingers up or, or started something under my breath. But um, yes, when I was, when, when, when she had passed away, when Tiff passed away, I moved back to Scotland where I'm from. And um, all that happened was something popped up online for Mother's Day. And I took my mum to a breathing workshop for Mother's Day. Um, she is into yoga and whatnot, and I just put two and two together. That's as far as I'd thought about breathing. And that first session really, um, it's like a light bulb being switched on. Um, I had a very cathartic experience, a very emotional experience. Um, so much so that I thought, I thought either I'm going mad here or something remarkable has just happened. And I was just breathing. So what was all that? So I, I started working very closely with one style of breathing and it sounds strange, a style of breathing. Um, there's, there's lots of different ways to breathe. Um, but this was, uh, I, I guess, a deeper form of breathing to help um, release trauma held in the body and release held physical stress and tension and, and um, really worked on a deeper, deeper layer of the psyche, if you like. So it was... Uh, a very powerful introduction to breathing. And like anything, or like many practitioners, you, you do something that has a huge change or impact on your life and you just want to explore it. And that was me. I explored as much as I possibly could about breathing, every everything, and started looking back at my life and thinking, when I was younger, doing sport quite heavily. No one ever taught me to breathe properly for that given sport. And that's what we kind of need to get the energy flowing for, for activity. 
nobody taught me to breathe when I was stressed out at university or school or feeling anxious or nobody taught me to breathe all these different times throughout our life um i often see breath or or breathing is kind of just this interplay of what happens throughout our life it's like there's dance in and out of your body all day long and um we don't think much about it we just let it happen all by itself um and, and rightfully so i mean we don't have to think about our breathing all day long but when we do understand how our breathing flows and what that means and then take control of it, then we start to take a bit more control of how we're thinking and feeling, um, no matter what's going on around. So it's it's just, yeah, that, that's how we got into it. And and then I really, really dived deep and explored every aspect and, and um, functionality we could use and how we could improve our lives um, in all sorts of ways, whether it's very physical related, whether it's working with sports and athletes, whether it's working with the mind and mental health, um, sleep, anxiety, stress, depression, um, and then working as well in this deeper context. How can we allow, how can we reconnect to ourself? I know that sounds quite lofty, but and how can we actually reconnect to um, our our essence of of what we're here to do and be? And, and there's something quite special about breathing that we can reconnect to that as well. So it kind of spans that very physical space, um, the biomechanics of our body, the chemistry of our body, but spans into our mental, emotional states and also into this, I guess, more spiritual realm of of where we can find real stillness and connection to ourself and something much bigger than ourself. Oh, sounds amazing. How would you define breath work then? Because I know there's so many different types of breathing exercises you can do. Does breath work refer to something specific or is it the term that you would use for all types of breathing exercises that you, you teach? It's a great question. Um, because it's a little bit of a minefield. It's it's rapid. I mean, breathing and breath, breathing techniques have been around for centuries, and and from yogic traditions and all sorts. Um, breath work as a kind of term or a, a practice is been a bit of a buzz more recently with different techniques and different practices springing up and and people getting a lot of benefit from them. Um, so breath work, the way I see it, is just um, taking conscious control of your breath to get a particular outcome. Now, there's many, many ways to do that. There is breathing techniques that will work like a performance enhancement for your given sport. There's breathing techniques to turn stress to calm when you're feeling overwhelmed throughout your day. There's breathing techniques that can turn your exhaustion to a bit of an energy boost there's breathing techniques that can increase flow states when we're working there's breathing techniques like i said as well where i kind of had my entry point there's breathing techniques that can work a little bit deeper under um i think under the car bonnet um but deeper into our psyche that can allow us to release parts of our um, traumas from our past and and release held tension that is maybe interplaying with our life in the moment so Breathwork as a term is a big umbrella that covers all of that, which is why it gets confusing because you might say, oh, I'm going to go to a breathwork class. It's often, 
you're not really sure what you're going to get because it might right. be somebody doing a very dynamic breathing practice that is a deeper practice or it might be somebody simply taking you through a very calming breathing flow to help with um, reducing stress in the body so it's it, it it is a little bit of a minefield and and I often I often ponder it as well there's no kind of real um, saying that this is what a breath class will look like similar to a yoga um, class you can go to a yoga class and you're not quite sure what type of yoga that will be um, right, yeah. or even a dance class there's many ways of dancing we can do tap dancing and break dancing and all sorts and so breath work is that big umbrella that houses different styles and different rhythms and rates and ways to use our breath to get a particular result yeah I have to say I'm a big fan of breath work I was living in Bali for six months and there's a lot of breath work there every night of the week you can go to a different class and wow. different style and it was amazing so I kind of I practiced a lot you know during that time and I'd love to hear you share a bit more about that, like looking under the hood type of breath work where I think you mentioned before, like it's it's almost like helping you to release trauma from the body. I think that's what you said. Mm. Can you share a bit about, about that and why is it so effective and what happens during yeah. that, that process? So to understand this, we're going to kind of start, start at the very basics because it, it will bring it into context and it's something I talk about a lot. And then once we kind of run through this, it will hopefully make a little bit more sense on this deeper context. So our breath is on a very basic level. It's way more than this, but we'll start with the real basics. It's this exchange of gases um, to provide ourselves with energy and remove some waste. So I think I, I often think of breathing as like putting your petrol in the car and then the exhaust coming out the back. So it's an energy source. Oxygen from the air we breathe carbon dioxide moving out very basic stuff most people listening will know exactly what i'm on about it's like kiddie anatomy but the exchange of that happening really depends on what's happening in our day so if we are doing physical exercise where we need more energy our muscles need more power we're going to breathe a bit faster heart rate's going to increase to make, make that exchange happen so we'll breathe faster so that's one thing that will happen but when we are stressed or anxious or overwhelmed something's triggering that same response and that thing is our mind so our breathing is linked to what we're doing and what's happening around us and what's happening inside our mind it's this exchange of gases that um, brings energy in and removes waste from from the body and it happens all by itself and the speed and the change in which this happens is your mind doing its best to keep you safe so if something is happening around you that you perceive to be a threat, that's quite an important word, perceive. We'll get to that in a second. Mm, perceive yeah. to be a threat. Your brain will trigger your breath to breathe. Your breathing will shift things into action alongside other changes in the body, the physical body and the chemicals in the body. Breathing changes. A signal goes back to the brain and we create that like feedback loop. And we say, I'm stressed. The, the, it's happening in the mind and it's happening in the body. Now, that is a part of our evolution. It's like any other mammal. It's to keep us safe. If danger's there, if you wandered onto the road and you didn't see a car was heading straight for you, you'd see the car, you'd hear the horn, you'd take a big gasp of air in through your mouth probably and leap back onto the pavement to safety. So very good thing to happen. 
Now, we can learn different breathing techniques because hopefully we're not standing in the middle of the road all day, but we might be thinking thoughts that are triggering us to experience stress. And our unconscious mind, that part of our brain that kind of works in the background, does not know the difference between something that's actually happening in our environment and something that's just happening in our mind, just fabricated through thought. So if we have all those thoughts racing and maybe we're worried or worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, or we've got a busy day at work, or the kids are playing up, whatever it is, um, our thoughts will trigger our breath. So I often talk about this kind of analogy, the tiger coming in the room. The tiger runs in the room, you see the tiger, you see the threat, you click into gear and you get out of danger, your fight or flight response. Which also happens on our mind, the tigers in our mind, which tends to be the main tigers in our, in our modern world. So that is one part of breath and breathing, and it's a very functional part. When we start looking under the bonnet, it's back to this perception thing that I, I mentioned, the perceived threat. Now, if we switch the tiger running in the room, that scary tiger, and switch it to a dog... I don't know your relationship with dogs. So if a dog came running into your room right now, you'd see the dog and either get very excited and run towards the dog and rub it on the belly or behind its ears, or you'd feel like the threat response would kick in and you'd hide in the corner or, or freeze. So why do you think somebody would be scared of a dog or excited by a dog? Um, well, either a dog lover or maybe they've had a bad experience with a dog in the past. Yes. I actually got bit by a dog years ago. For, so for a few years, I was a little bit wary of dogs and I'm fine now, but I can definitely relate to uh, <laughs> feeling a bit afraid. I think I'd be a bit, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, well, relate to it, that in the past. Exactly. So hit the nail on the head there. It's um, an experience happens in our life which shapes how we interact, therefore. So you get bitten by a dog and they're on forward, you're quite weary of the dogs, you'll probably take, avoid the dogs as much as possible. Very basic example. But through life experience, what happens to us, um, what happens repeatedly as well with our thoughts, creates what we call our belief systems. And our belief systems is that how we interact, how we make sense of the world around us. I often think of it as like our instruction manual for how we live. Now, if we are experiencing um, issues over and over again or repeated things, maybe that's relationships, maybe that's work, maybe that's stress, all these different things, it might be linked to these belief systems and patterns. It's almost like we need to update our manual. And breathing can be a really powerful tool for that because throughout our life, our breathing changes and, and those dog bark and bite moments, we, we hold our breath. We have to hold our breath to stop feeling emotion. Our breath is something that we use unconsciously to hold back from feeling in the moment. Again, it's, it's something that we've learned from a very young age, uh, maybe being shushed not to cry or um, we're trying to, we don't feel it's appropriate to feel anger. We'll, we'll hold our breath and we'll try not to punch somebody. Um, or perhaps if you are feeling really stressed we're going to create tension in our body and we'll tense up our body so 
our breathing is linked to how we're interacting with the world and we'll start freezing our breath in those moments, especially those more traumatic moments, the dog barks, the dog bites. We brace, we freeze. Even in, I use trauma, trauma is such a heavy loaded word. Yeah. But when I say trauma, I also want to include and encompass experiences in our life that have impact. Now that might be getting the blame for something instead of your sibling or not feeling listened to when you shared something in class and that being quite impactful in that moment and it acts quite traumatically and kind of makes us hold our breath slightly and changes how we interact moving forward. So because our breath is this interplay of how what we're experiencing, it speeds up when it needs to, it slows down when it needs to, then our breath becomes a bit of this map of, of our past experience. And everyone's breath in that sense is almost as unique as your life itself. So when we start using breath work in a deeper context, we can actually start releasing some of these traumas from our past because it's held there in the breath because of these holds. Now I've used trauma again as quite a heavy loaded word, um, maybe quite the, the, the traumas that we try not to feel, but sometimes we don't allow ourselves to feel joy or we, um, are, we, sh we shouldn't find something funny. So we hold back the laughter, <laughs> we hold our breath. So it can be just not allowing ourselves to access joy. So our breath is mapped and we've create, we create different tensions in our body to stop ourselves from feeling emotion as it comes up. And this is something that happens from a young age and it, contracts our breathing cycle, the actual mechanics of our breath, and we'll send a different signal to our brain. So when we work in a deeper context, like, like I said, kind of lifting up the bonnet, in essence, what we're doing is releasing any held physical tension in the body that is linked to these emotional experiences from our past. Does that all make sense? That's a really beautiful explanation. Yeah, it makes <laughs> complete sense. And yeah, thank you for explaining that because... I hadn't thought about it in that way, about how, you know, the, when we hold our breath, we're kind of holding things in. And then perhaps, you know, during the breath work, we're, we're kind of releasing some of that stuff that we've held in for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And there's a lot of changes that happen in that style of breath work. It's a lot more dynamic. We're shifting like the pH in the body. There's a lot of, there's a lot of physical changes and, and chemical changes that happen deliberately um, that, that create this release. And there's an energetic change on a kind of, I guess, on a, on a deeper level. There's this, there's this real exchange that happens when we can access those bits. Because when we're creating tension in our body to hold our breath, our body doesn't really have an idea of time like our mind. It's a bit separate in that sense. Our mind has this lovely filing system that says, that was yesterday, that was two weeks ago, that was, that's tomorrow. Whereas our body is just cells, which are just atoms, and atoms are just balls of energy, and it's just vibrating in the present. So if we've got tension because we've been holding on to something, and we've not allowed our breath to release and, and let that emotion integrate from when we were younger, our body will still hold on. It's still holding on to that as if it's still happening, because it's not given, you've kind of not given it permission to, to release it. So... 
this kind of gives us that space, that open space to release that tension, to allow ourselves to feel good, to allow ourselves to feel uh, maybe some of those dog barks and dog bites that we've not allowed ourselves to express because either we didn't feel it was appropriate or maybe we didn't know how or maybe our belief systems had us trapped in a way of being that didn't allow us to express. And what I mean by that last little statement um, just was when I said it, I kind of thought about myself again. And for me, when I first started breathwork and I was grieving, before that point, I didn't know how to grieve. It was, I was anger. I was pissed off. I was annoyed at myself and the world around me. Should I have gone left instead of right? There was a lot of guilt. And I didn't know how to actually just let myself be and, and be emotional about it. And the reason being is, well, I'd done martial arts all my life. My teddy bear was called Tough Ted. Big boys do not cry in my, kind of my manual. It says big nut boys don't cry. So as an adult, when it came to something like grief, which is really, really sad and, and upsetting, I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow myself to feel it because of that conditioning from my past. But when I allowed myself to... Um, work with my breath and, and sit in that space, it would, it would just free up space and allow me to have that release that I'd been holding on to. And once we allow ourselves to have that release, we just let go. It's really a little bit like letting go of a bag of bricks. And it allows us to have a bit more energy, a little bit more flow in our life. Um, our mind becomes a lot clearer and we can move forward with a bit more ease. This episode of the Calm You podcast is sponsored by my online course, Your Calmest Self. It's a course that gives you the tools to manage your anxiety without having to quit your life, move to an island and meditate for 10 hours a day. So this course is for you if you're somebody that constantly worries about what other people think of you. You hold yourself back from setting big goals because you're anxious and overwhelmed and unable to move forward with things. It's for you if you flop into bed every night exhausted by another anxious day, wishing you could just switch off and relax. It's for you if you don't speak up about things because you're nervous about getting it wrong or what people will say, whether they'll judge you. And it's for you if you've got a loud inner critic that puts you down all the time and stops you from doing the things that you want to do in your life. If this sounds like you, I'm here to help you change that. In this online course for anxiety, your calmer self, I teach you the tools and techniques to become a calmer and more confident version of yourself. I use powerful hypnotherapy recordings and exercises from cognitive behavioral therapy, NLP, positive psychology, and more. If you'd like to live an anxiety-free life of confidence and calmness, come and take a look at my course at karma hyphen you.com forward slash program so it's karma you.com forward slash program yeah so it's so interesting to hear you you talk about how yeah it can it can kind of unlock emotions in a sense i i know myself i have quite a strong kind of like critical mind that likes to stay in control and i found that breath work is almost like it's almost one of the only things like i do a lot of meditation and that's amazing but I, I've done a lot of alternative practices. I've probably tried 
you know, a large amount of, of different processes and practices and retreats and things. And I'd say breathwork is, for me, one of the best things because it seems to bypass the conscious mind. And as you, it's almost like, as you said, getting under the hood, getting to that deeper level where the part of me that wants to be in control lets go a little bit and things can come up. And I've often found myself crying, feeling really unbelievably like blissful and joyful, laughing, all the all sorts of different emotions can come up. Is that so what's it like if you're leading a breathwork session? Is it like people could be crying, people could be laughing? What do you what's that like for you and what do you notice the sort of reactions people have? Yeah, I mean it completely ranges um from nothing ceases ceases to amaze me in those sessions. Um, there is a lot of release. So some people are laughing, some people are crying, some people are experiencing some anger and frustration. Um, it's, yeah, it's a whole, anything on that emotional spectrum um, when we allow ourselves to kind of work through it. And you shared something um, just then when you, you were talking about um, kind of let go of that part of your mind that's thinking. And there's, there's research to suggest exactly that is what's happening. Because of the shift in the body, because we're changing the chemistry, we're breathing a little bit more dynamically, carbon dioxide's dropping, the body's becoming very alkaline. And what happens in our brain is we switch off what they call the default mode network, which is what houses um, that conscious part of our mind where we can have this conversation and, and when we have an idea of time and we, we yeah, we can... In, in, in any sense have our ego not in the egoic sense but there's this be able to um live in our world and and the default mode network switches off often when we do this style of breathing so in layman's terms i like to think of it as we can access parts of ourselves that we don't usually access we can sort out parts of the filing system we can open that drawer, you know, the third drawer down in the kitchen that we hope no one looks in that's full of the old batteries and the, the old bits and bobs. We can go into that, that third drawer down and start sorting it out. So yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of amazing things that happen and, and it can, f back to your question about the space and, and what happens in those sessions, it can be a range of all sorts of stuff. Sometimes people don't experience anything like that and they find it just quite a peaceful experience. Or they think, what's all the fuss about? Why, that didn't happen today. Um, and sometimes we try too hard and that's part of our, our, our bag of bricks. And that might be our experience. We're really, really, really trying. And, and often when we're trying too much, it, it doesn't allow us to let go. So there's, yeah, it's, 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 I, I, like I said, it ceases to amaze me, the, the things that come up in people's sessions and when people sometimes share at the end and, and um, it just, it's just so lovely that there is this tool that we have on us and that we can utilize and it's with us from that first breath to our last that we can start to use to um, unwind some of the, um, things that may be causing us distress throughout our day, even if we know it or not, um, those different experiences that are making maybe our interactions throughout the day a bit tougher or loading us up a bit more, making us overwhelmed and anxious. And, and this seems to be a very, very effective way to release a lot of that stuff and give us some space. I really like the idea of like lessening the bag of bricks somehow, like we don't have to carry so much 
heaviness with us if we can release, you know, a little bit more as we go. I want to keep that image in my mind. Yeah, there's another image that somebody, it was actually a client that shared with me because I shared the bag of bricks and he said, oh, I see it this way. And I've, I've taken it from him now because I love it. And he says, I see it as like a skylight that's got loads of, um, loads of pebbles on it or leaves. And it's just like taking the, you're just taking them off one by one. The light starts to shine through and you can actually start to see the sky, um, which I thought was quite a nice way to look at it as well. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I often hear people say that we don't breathe properly. Is this true? And, and I don't know if you phrase it in a different way, but, you know, the, we don't really think about how we're breathing or because, you know, people with anxiety very often, we might think about how we're breathing, but we're just kind of focused on the fact that our breathing doesn't feel quite right or we can't get a breath. Do you, do you think many of us are not breathing, you know, properly or in the optimum way? Yeah. Um, I mean, research shows that a lot of people aren't breathing properly uh, and that's a number of different factors that play into that. I think I think the, the actual research is one in 10 have dysfunctional breathing, but then there's research that suggests that 40% of the population have, have chronic rhinitis, which is a blocked nose. Um, and that is also not breathing properly if we're breathing through our mouth. So I'd, I'd, I'd say the prevalence of of dysfunctional breathing or, or less than optimal breathing is really probably very high. And it's a funny, it's a funny thing to say, are we breathing properly or not? Because your, your body's always doing its best with what it's, the information it's been fed. So if your body, like, for example, if it's physical things like a blocked nose and you, you can't breathe through your nose, well, we really want to see if we can unblock that somehow. Now, if that's because of a common cold, it will go away in a couple of days. If it's a structural thing, maybe an injury or a, a sporting, combat sport, and you've knocked your nose and deviated your septum, it's probably worth going to get checked out. But ideally, when we talk about optimal breathing, is kind of in and out through the nose um, and using our diaphragm, which is your primary breathing muscle. Now, deviations away from that it kind of, for me, I'm always like, well, what's caused our body or mind or situation to change our breathing pattern? Now, your body might rightfully so change it in those, if the tiger is chasing you. But if it's just because of a stressful job, we can, we can, we can cope with acute stress for about 20 minutes. Uh, anything more than that, there, there starts to become um, troublesome. So, Yes, I think we all breathe dysfunctionally at times because of the complexities of our mind, the complexities of our days. Our, we're always on. We've got our smartphones binging and tinging in our pockets all day long. We've got meetings back to back. We've got so many demands. It feels like time in life is just accelerated with, with these amazing tools around us. But the pace at which we all live in our modern world is creating we're more stressed than ever. We're sleeping worse than ever. And as a result, stress and breathing go hand in hand. If you're feeling stressed, you're going to be breathing a stressful way. If that happens over time, um, like anything, you practice something over and over again, whether you know you're doing it or not, then it becomes a habitual. So if you're stressed and you start breathing in your chest rapidly, um, or you stop breathing at work, or your breathing becomes short and shallow, over a period of time, that will become the norm. 
or if you have an impactful experience where you've held your breath, these traumas that we talked about, then our, we'll create tension in our body and we'll hold our breath there and our breathing pattern will shift again and change. So yes, answer to the question is, I think a lot of people are, and, and most people that come through my door um, can improve their breathing um, tenfold. I've even worked with some incredible athletes, that re like Olympic level athletes that I've turned up and I've been so shocked at how badly the, their breathing was, uh, which wow. is always exciting because these are very amazing athletes and, and I get excited by that. I think, wow, how, how much better can we actually be if we fix this? Um, and again, it can be a number of different factors that play into our breathing habits. It could be tight jeans, high-waisted jeans. It could be holding your stomach in to have that uh, uh, sort of appearance of a slim waistline or holding your six-pack or whatever it is. So it might be just physical things like that, loosening your belt, making sure thing, your diaphragm and your body's got room to breathe and checking in and, and seeing if you, um, how your breath is flowing and if that's the most uh, optimal way to breathe for that given activity or task. Yeah, I wonder how much like really tight leggings that so many of us are wearing <laughs> as we're working at home every day or, you know, tight tracksuit bottoms or something. It could be causing us to breathe, you know, in a suboptimal way. Yeah, I'm wondering, I, 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 think um, the, I was going to say, I think the, the tracksuit bottoms ones are all right. It's maybe the, the, the something that's a bit more restrictive, even just a tight yeah. belt or yeah, um, yeah. Uh, your high-waisted jeans or... Um, I don't know if, if anyone's had a corset on. You can just, that, that's obviously the extreme version, but you just can't breathe in these things. Even right. um, women, bras for women, if you've got a real tight bra, I know that's the upper part of your respiratory tract, but it can be creating tension and making it hard to breathe. Mm, yeah, okay, really good to be aware of. Is there any kind of breathing exercise that you can take us through now that people can do? I don't know where people might be listening. Maybe they're driving, maybe they're... Um, <laughs> doing the washing up <laughs> but can you lead us through something very quickly um that people yeah it'd be my, my pleasure to my go-to and i hammer home this phrase so much i talk about it in the radio one show i tell I, it's usually my first port of call um for anybody who wants to just feel a little bit lighter and a little, a little less stressed and it starts with a phrase because usually when we're stressed or anxious or overwhelmed well, our brain goes into fight or flight mode and we can't often access parts of our brain that kind of give us a bit more um, creativity or ideas. So it starts with a phrase that's really easy to remember. If in doubt, breathe it out. Super simple. If in doubt, breathe it out. So what does that mean? If we're feeling stressed, if you're feeling anxious, I want you to elongate your exhale. We're going to add some counts as well, but breathing out, we have this interplay throughout our day of breathing in and breathing out. When we breathe in, our heart rate goes up slightly, our blood pressure goes up, um, blood flow moves uh, in a certain way. And when we breathe out, our body relaxes. Blood, um, heart rate goes down, blood pressure goes down. So that out breath is a, a natural way to relax. So when we start playing around with the ratios of in-breaths and out-breaths, we can start playing around with these different responses, switching on the sympathetic response or switching off the parasympathetic response. So if in doubt, breathe it out. We're going to breathe in through our nose for a count of four, feeling our belly rise. So that's, a, that's the diaphragm working. That's a, a key point. If we're, if we're noticing our chest moving first, get both hands in your lower belly, maybe just below your belly button. 
So you can feel it rise and fall. Even take a look down there to check. Sometimes when people maybe have um, reverse breathing patterns or backward breathing patterns where it's very chest dominant, the message it sends to the psyche is a bit like having your, your trousers on back to front. And they find the, nat- the, the changing it initially quite hard. So it's quite important to have a look. So hands on your belly. You can have a look. We're going to breathe in for a count of four through our nose. Watching our hands move before movement in the chest. Pause at the top for a count of four. Just keeping calm and still. And then we're going to breathe out through our mouth for a count of eight. Let your shoulders drop. Good. Let's do another couple of rounds of that. So breathing in for four. Feel your belly rise. Pause at the top for four. And breathing out for eight. Just let your shoulders drop even further. You can let your jaw relax, your face relax. Should do one more. So breathing in for four. Pause for four. And as you breathe out, that out breath is our relaxation. We're breathing out for eight. So really relax your whole body. Let everything become heavy. Your face, your eyes. Good. So I do was, feel more relaxed, I have to say. <laughs> it worked. That, yeah, and <clears throat> it does, it works. It's, we're working yeah. with the physiology of your body, the chemistry of your body. It's so simple. It's right there with you at any time of need. And often what I tell people is, is it is accessible. We don't have to, I mean, it's great to go and do a particular breathwork practice and, and be there in a class and breathe for a longer period of time. But some of the most incredible moments are those moments where you go, oh my God, I'm feeling so stressed. And you just do it two rounds of that. And you go, ah, wow, I actually feel slightly better than I did it was 30 seconds ago. And it's that. That's where the real shift and change can happen throughout our day. And there's loads of different styles and changing those um, ratios where we can start to um, be a little bit more on and off or start to balance the system out um, as well as some of these deeper practices that we said. But if in doubt, breathe it out is, is often my go-to because we do tend to feel a lot of stress and um, our days are, are busy and, and sometimes very overwhelming. Yeah, love that. Love that. So good. I can definitely, yeah, see myself doing that throughout the day today to calm down in between meetings and things. And when you explain the the science of it, the fact that our nervous system, you know, our heart rate increases when we're breathing in, it's everything slows down when we're breathing out. That to me makes so much sense. I think I, for me, I need to know the reason why something works. I think mm. we often hear, you know, just breathe, just just breathe deeply or something. And actually knowing, actually, there's a reason why this works. It's it's to do with the physiology of your body. That, yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. I hope people, um, yeah, will practice that and um, reap the benefits. And, I, I, and I, I like to... Oh, sorry, I was just ahead. going to say it, and it's... The reason I like to share that first, because it kind of covers many bases. It, the, the physiology of what's happening is you're switching on the, the parasympathetic state, which is your rest, digest, repair mode. In essence, when you do the if and doubt, breathe it out technique, even if your brain is seeing the tigers in the room or in my mind, when we do that technique, we're overriding that and we're sending a signal back to say, actually, no, everything's cool. 
we're not under stress. The brain might jump in with another thought, but then we can do another round. And the more you practice, you get better at regulating that stress response and calming yourself down. And because it, that, what it kind of what it says in the tin is rest, digest, repair. So it's also really good to do if, you are, if you've got digestion issues, if you practice a couple of rounds before you have your dinner or your lunch or your, any, any time you're going to eat food to prepare your body to be in that state where you'll get the most from your food. If you're struggling with sleep at night, practice that again because it's going to calm the system and move into that restful state. So it's not just the times of stress. It's there's other times where we feel like everything's a little bit out of sync and we're needing just to down-regulate everything. We're needing just to calm down. We need to calm the system and let it do um, the job that it's, that it's there to do. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. So, yeah, a question I quite often ask people who come on the podcast is, is there anything that you're struggling with in your life right now and what are you doing to, to manage it or handle, handle that struggle? Yeah, well, when I jumped on, I came straight out of my struggle, actually, at the beginning of our chat, which is I've slipped a disc in my back um, last week. And it's been really interesting and painful at the same time. It's an old injury that I had um, probably about 20 years ago doing judo that's come back. And at first it came back and I was, why me? Why now? Oh, and I was in this real funk of a headspace because um just had a lot of things that I needed to get done and this would press stop on everything I couldn't sit down properly I'm still uh, even standing up at first last week um so it's funny I, it happened and it happened at a time when I was very busy and maybe not allowing myself to slow down and, and sometimes I feel like when you're to-do list is much bigger than your stop doing list. You tend to have these things that happen. Something kind of sends you a message to say stop and slow down. And this certainly feels like one of those. So what have I been doing to kind of manage that? After my couple of days of funk, I, I just I, I changed my perspective on it and asked myself, well, what is this teaching me? So instead of saying, why me? Why now? I, I kind of said, well, actually, what is this? What what? is there any positive that I can get from this? This has been a niggling injury that flares up now and then. Is this the time to actually explore how I can get this fixed once and for all? How can I slow down? How can I, um, it sounds funny being the work that I do, but it has been, um, we all still have quite busy lives. And how can I start to manage this? And, and I think it's, it flipped. So what, when I started asking these questions and probing myself about the way I was thinking about my back and, and, and the doom and gloom that that was posing initially, it shifted. And I started to feel a little bit like, actually, this is quite an exciting, not an exciting thing. I, I wish I didn't have my backache, but it switched to say, ah, I'm feeling quite motivated about it. Motivated in a different way because not motivated to go and do loads but actually motivated to slow down even further and sit with it and feel into it and I've reached out to different people as well and and checked in to see um what support I can get out there which has been really helpful getting other people's viewpoints and chatting to physios and chatting to different specialists um and taking things back a notch 
I think in terms of my training, I, I was going in a bit too hard because I thought, right, this is training time. Let's go, go, go. And in hindsight, this has allowed me to actually reflect on that side, the physical aspect of what I do and um, just tone it right down and work work with the, the core. So quite a physical thing that I've been struggling with, but um, the struggle has shifted and changed even in this last week, um, partly because of the way I've reframed it in my mind and... Um, yeah, I feel like I'm quite excited just to build that core up again and, and really come back a little bit stronger um, physically and, and mentally from it. So, yeah, that's that's me at the moment. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's very inspiring. I think um, if we can reframe things and, and see them as a learning experience or a message from our body, it's it's a lot more easy to bear and and we can turn it into something that can be empowering rather than something that can and hold us back so yeah and and the big thing that a big realization i've had since this happening was i do a lot of different practices and uh, i do my breath work i do meditation i do different um, gratitude practices but the, the penny dropped after this that even that had become a bit more of a tick box exercise I was like, right, up in the morning, right, do, 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 have my, have my smoothie, have my, do my meditation. It all become like this militant operation. And I'm, I was, I've been doing it, which is great, but I wasn't looking back. I feel like I've, it was so like, um, structured that it wasn't, I wasn't probably sitting in to my own practices that I teach day in, day out, which has been a real lesson. Um, I was, I've been doing them, but not actually sitting with them a little bit and letting them be as opposed to doing the practices, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. again has been just a quite nice kind of moment. Actually, I've been doing a lot. I've just been doing and everything has been doing, even when it has been more restorative things like meditations or breath work. Um, eating healthy, all these great things. It's just been very much structured and go, go, go still, even though it's stillness. So that's been the other big realization is actually to create space that is just space and not trying to fill that space um, with so much doing and, and sit with the being a little bit more. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I think I'm sure there are lots of other people who you know, self-care can become a stressful thing if we're so regimented or if we, mm. you know, we miss a meditation and we beat ourselves up about it maybe or we push ourselves in our exercise to the point where it becomes stressful rather than something to help us relieve stress. So, yeah, very interesting perspective. So thank you for, for sharing that as well. So, yeah, thank you so much for everything you shared. I feel really inspired. I'm going to go and do some breath work <laughs> this afternoon. And, <laughs> Amazing. Um, take lots of deep deep breaths and extend the exhale where can people find out more about you and and the work that you do and and what you're offering yeah so the usual channels of social social media i'm pretty active on my instagram which is at breathpod. um our website is uh, breathpod.me we are based in london but we're doing a lot online as well um and also i have the show on Radio One called The Decompression Sessions. We've got a new series going out um, end of October, which is really exciting. Um, and 
um, the decompression sessions. You can listen on, de- listen on demand on BBC Sounds. It's a really nice, uh, it's, it's a combination of bit of breath work, mind work and music. It is Radio 1 after all, so it is a music show, but each episode has got a different topic. So there is some topics like three steps to focus better, uh, how to manage stress. Um, in the new series, we've got um, help with sleep. We've got um, like things like social anxiety. So each episode, we kind of tip, pick a topic. We break that down into really manageable, helpful steps with tips and tools about how you can apply that to your daily life, as well as some cool vibey tunes just to get you get you through your day. So that's that's where to get me. BreathPod online um, or the decompression sessions on Radio One. Or their new stream, they've actually got a new stream as well called Radio One Relax, which is a a streaming service for more relaxing music. And that's played on there um, most days. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Brotheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. Please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.